Okay, well, I guess we'll just have to hope for the Holy Spirit, and he might be enough. Uh, Last week, Bob spoke, and he finished up from Acts 9, talking about healing, even raising the dead, and encouraged us to go for it, and we did. After the service, we prayed for some people, even got the top elder here laying hands on someone. He held off on the anointing oil, but nevertheless... um, And you know what? We prayed, prayed earnestly, prayed with faith, and it didn't work. How do you respond to that? So today I'd like to talk about the ABCs, or in this case, ABCDEs of healing. Not to be uh, exhaustive or conclusive, I'm sure you could go all the way through Z and update and... uh, fix some of the the first letters as well, but here's what I don't want to say. I don't want to say, okay, well, we we tried healing and it didn't work. Well, let's stop trying. That's a bad idea. But I also don't want you to ever feel, I mean, I hope Paul didn't spend all week saying, I blew it. What did I do wrong? Where was I deficient? What about my faith? What about... And I hope we don't say, well, Come on, God, I mean, what are you doing? I mean, you must have dropped the ball. He didn't. He didn't. I don't think he did. I don't think the person receiving the prayer dropped the ball. So what's going on there, right? I mean, that's that's real life, rubber meets the road stuff. Um, So I would say an A for healing is ask. Don't stop, all right? There is never a good reason until you hear from God, don't pray about that anymore, to stop praying about that. Whatever creaks we have in our body, let's pray about them. You know, if you're 90-some years old and you got an issue, let's pray about it, right? You know, when when it's time to go home, that's awesome. But in the meantime, I would love for everyone to have just as healthy and a whole of a life as they could imagine. And that's a good thing. So let's ask, let's ask, let's ask. You know, we're not asking someone who doesn't care, right? We're asking, you know, the widow wore out the unjust judge who was a jerk, heartless, just by her importunity or constant begging and banging, he relented and said, I'll give you what you want. God's not like that. God is eager to bless. God is just abundant in kindness and goodness and compassion. So let's know who we're asking. And his power is pretty incredible as well. So I think he's able. Um, So let's never let the reason that healing doesn't happen be because we didn't ask. You know, James, who knew Jesus pretty well, uh, said, you have not because you ask not. And sometimes you ask with wrong motives. Therefore, God's not going to answer that as well. So let's just square one. We're going to keep coming. We're going to keep banging on the doors of heaven saying, hey, I hurt. People out there hurt. Things are hard. We want to see that changed. Please do it. So that's, that's A. Then I would say B would be a balanced view on the role of healing. Um, the devil's tricky. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, if you don't, it's because he's tricky. Um, yes, he's very cunning. Yep. Um, he loves error, and he loves truth at the expense of a different truth. He loves truth and then twisting it. So is God a healer? Yes. 
Should we ask? Yes. Does that mean that that's all there is to it? No. So sometimes the problem might be on our side. You know, the prayer of faith will heal the sick. James said that as well. So if you don't believe, your prayer is probably not going to get too far, right? I mean, God knows your heart. He's put his spirit inside of us so that faith rises up. Sometimes you have the gift of faith and you say, you know what? I just know that's going to happen. And that's great. I'd say that's not where we generally are. It's generally not where God wants us to be. The gift of faith is more on top, you know, top of the the chart there. But we should have faith when we ask. We should say, you know what? I'm not double-minded about this. I know God's character. I know his heart. I know his power. I know this person has a real need. I'm genuinely expecting God to do something here. So that needs to be there. Uh, Because if faith isn't there, Jesus was up at the Mount of Transfiguration. God's glory was just abundant up there. But down on the bottom of the mountain, the glory of God wasn't uh, coming through too powerfully down there because some of the disciples, there was a boy had epilepsy and they couldn't heal him, which was demonically induced. So, you know, do you always need to know the, the cause? No. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes people are sick because there's a chemical, biological thing wrong with them. Sometimes they're sick because they're making bad emotional, spiritual choices. Sometimes they're sick because a demon is afflicting them. And if God gives us insight, let's pray properly and let's pray for that. But you know what? It's not about a formula, right? It's about a person. It's about his power, his presence. So all we need to do is ask, cry out. But the the more we can get in tune with God and bring to the table, the better. So lack of faith kept that boy from being healed. Jesus came down the mountain and said, oh, and the disciples said, why couldn't we cast this one out? I mean, that kid's still there. He's sick. We've seen you heal so many people. You've sent us out to do it. And he said, yeah, it was your lack of faith. If you had faith just like a mustard seed, it wouldn't take much. You'd say to that mountain, move, and it would go. You'd say to that demon, get out of that boy, and it would be gone. So their faith was deficient at that point. Um, that was Matthew's, uh, Matthew's account of that. But Mark adds another bit in uh, Mark chapter 9. He mentions, uh, Jesus also said to them, this kind only comes out by prayer. Well, they probably already did that. And some manuscripts add, and fasting. So what I think is going on there isn't the in the moment, hey, hey, if you guys just would have thought to pray, this would be gone. But I think it's more the long-term steady state of the person trying to bring, be the channel of, of God's healing that way. How is your prayer life? How connected to God are you? How intimately engaged with the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit are you? Because the closer we are there, the much more likely we are, are to be a channel for God's healing power to flow through. So are there benefits for you to be intimate with God? Yes, there are. It's the best thing in the world. And you can massively bring blessings to others as well by being there. So, now those three things, that's kind of the one side of the coin, all right? It's like God has all the power, but God chooses to use us in this world much of the time. If we're not wanting to do our part, he will probably look elsewhere or leave some things undone that he would like to do. So that's one side of the coin. Now, don't let that tricky devil say, okay, 
Oh, yeah, bad, 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 bad. Your faith is so weak. You don't pray enough. You're not connected enough to God. You probably don't even believe. Don't go there. Just hear that as the Holy Spirit's encouragement to say, wow, look what could happen if you'd walk with me. Look what I want to do and look what I want to call you into. And then don't think this. Therefore, I'm going to go empty out every hospital ward in the cities. You probably won't. Maybe God will call you to that, and that would be awesome. But we need a balanced view on the role of healing in life, right? Faith does not guarantee healing. Uh, Here's what I would say faith is. Faith knows that nothing is too hard for God. You could do this right now, instantly, easily. So it asks him to act, trusting that he will do what's best. I mean, that's faith, right? Faith isn't a blank check from God to us. Fill in whatever you want. I'll do it for you. Faith is a blank check from us to God. Here's everything I have. You take it. You use it to do what's right. So here's my health. Here's my possessions. Here's the health of that person I care about. You do what you need to do with that. I'm going to ask because I know what I want to have happen. I know it's in line with your heart and your character, but you know what? I'm really limited. I don't know much. I didn't lay the foundations of the earth. I don't have the eternal and temporal plans for everybody involved in this situation working out to the best way possible. So here's what I want. It would really be good, I think. But you might have something better that you would do a different way. And if we can say that, we probably have real faith. And that faith is probably going to produce a lot of healing before it's all said and done. Um... So kind of biblical backing of that sort of thing. Hebrews 11, you know, by faith, they shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fire, escaped the sword, put foreign armies to flight. Same sentence. And some were persecuted, sawn in two, afflicted, ill-treated, you know, destitute, men of whom the world was not worthy. Their faith wasn't deficient. They had just as great a faith they're written about in the same yeah these are the people you want to imitate and they didn't get the results you know Uh, John the Baptist got beheaded James got beheaded Peter got delivered was Peter's faith better I highly doubt it God's plan was different so we need a faith that says we're going hard after healing and we expect it we absolutely expect it And we are completely open to God being God. Uh, John Wimber, leader of the Vineyard Movement, great healer. If you are ever doing prayer ministry training, you're probably being impacted in some way by him. And he went around the world healing countless people. And as he did it, he had a heart condition that was killing him, literally. The guy had a lot of faith. The guy knew there was a problem. I bet he prayed about it. God didn't heal him. You know, because God is God. God used John Wimber to heal many and to not get healed himself. You know, that can be hard. Uh, and you say, well, maybe, maybe he wasn't quite at the level. The Apostle Paul, he cared a lot about people. He had pretty good faith, I think. Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, it says Paul was going on his way, and he says, I left Trophimus, his partner, his friend, whoever, ill, you know, back there. So Paul didn't heal everyone. You know, even Jesus, 
went around healing many, you know, and sometimes in some instances it says, and all who came to him were healed of their diseases and all the demons were cast out. Absolutely, Jesus did that sometimes. Sometimes he went to the pool of Bethesda and there was everyone around that pool was sick and infirmed and he healed one of them. It's not because Jesus is unkind. It's not because Jesus had bad faith. It's not because Jesus was out of touch with God's heart and God's will. He knew what God's will at that moment was. So, you know, let's not, uh, let's not be too hard on ourselves for our lack of faith. Let's, let's cry out to God that we want to grow in that. Let's have a, a right perspective that we're going for this thing and we have high expectations, but God is God and he'll do what he needs to do. Uh, so C, compassion. Don't let the devil twist. Well, God is God. He's sitting in the heavens. He's over all. Therefore, he doesn't really care. God cares so much about everyone who's hurting. Uh, think about the old nation of Israel, slaves in Egypt, and for 400 years or whatever. And you know what the reason it finally ended was? God could not stand to see their pain any longer. His heart couldn't take it anymore. He says, I have to act. I hurt so bad when I see them hurt. And that's how God feels about any one of us and anyone you know who has something that they need healing from. Now, in his wisdom, he might not fix it right now, but his heart is aching beyond imagination over that situation. So please, this we can do. Let's join him in that. We'll probably never have our heart as big as his, but his spirit lives in us. So, you know, like he says, you know, the very love with which God loves Jesus, we can have for Jesus. Well, I would dare say then, by the spirit of God in us, the very compassion that God has for hurting people, we can have for hurting people. And that's going to push us to prayer. It's going to get us seeking their welfare with everything we've got. And it's going to say, hey, I prayed. Man, oh, Oh, God didn't do it. Oh, okay, if I couldn't bring healing, I'm at least bringing a hug. And I'm going to just care about you so much. So there's A, B, and C. Then D would be divine design, which we kind of got at it in the B there. Um, God is our healer. He reveals himself as that. But once again, he's revealed himself in many ways. So he's more than that. He has many other purposes. Uh, Paul didn't heal his friend Trophimus. And God didn't heal Paul. If anyone deserved to be well, it's the guy who's taken the Christian faith to the Gentile world for the first time with the most apostolic power and authority ever, right? I mean, and if anybody had the wherewithal within him to get there, I would think it would be the Apostle Paul, you know. But he had this thorn in the flesh which troubled him, made his life hard. You know, we don't know what it was, but we do know this. In 2 Corinthians 1, he says... I was so excessively burdened to the point of despair that I, I despaired of life. You know, he didn't want to go on living anymore. I mean, you talk about a life that's worth living, he had it, you know. Best life of anybody as far as meaning and purpose. He said, I can't take it anymore. It's too much. The pain is too great, whatever it is. He cries out to God, and what does God say? Three times. So it's, this wasn't, hey, Paul, you should have tried again. No, he kept trying. He kept trying until God said, hmm, don't ask me to take that away anymore. I've got a different plan. My grace is sufficient for you. For when you're weak, then I'm strong. 
and you can kind of get at God's purpose in there. He says, you know, because the Apostle Paul, he, you know, there's a reason he had such power is he saw it. He went up to heaven, experienced the presence of God in a way that uh, none of us ever have and probably won't until we're off this earth. And yet he was a man. You know, I've, I've done a couple cool things in my life, and sometimes it's easy to think, oh, yeah, I kind of got it going on. Sometimes, you know, humility is hard to come. But what, what if you went up to heaven and saw the very presence of God and you're coming out and there's a little squabble in a church somewhere and you think, oh, oh, that's what you think? Well, you know, when I was up in heaven, here's what I saw. Uh, it might be easy to be proud if you had that experience. And God knew that. And God knew, I love Paul so much, I care more about his humility than his health and then his good feelings at the moment. That'll come in due time, but I can't let him become elated, puffed up, you know. That's what Satan would want to do with those revelations. He likes to twist the good things, take the gift, and make us misuse it. But God said, no, I care too much about him. I have a purpose other than healing for you, and it's humility. Job, as good a man as there was on the face of the earth, loved God, worshipped God, gave him everything. And he got pretty sick, along with losing everything else. And he cried out. His friends came. They did a good job for a while, and they kind of joined the other team. And after a long battle, who knows how long, God comes finally talking to him, and he doesn't answer all Job's questions. But he tells him what he needed to know. He says, hey, who are you? Who am I? I made everything. You don't know what's going on here. You can't even see into the spiritual realm, which God opens up for us in the first chapter or two there. You're not in a position to question me about this. And Job said, wow, you're right. I'm the best man on earth. I'm intimately connected with you, but you know what? It's like I'd only heard about you, and now for the first time I'm seeing you. And it took pain. It took sickness. It wouldn't have happened without that. You know, God's kindness sometimes seems really, really unkind for a long time. And then at the right time, he'll step in and give us the clarity that we need to, to realize that. And my guess is that probably humbled Job a little bit too. You know, it's easy to be proud when you're the best man on earth and we have everything. If you realize that you're nobody, and oh, by the way, now I have nothing, hmm, humility comes a little easier. Getting our eyes on God happens a little more at that point. Oh, and God is also so kind that he gave him a whole mess of stuff after that as well. So, so he's, even when he's withholding, I think he's really eager to then open the floodgates and dump blessings back upon us. Um, God cares about our holiness. You know, uh, when you take communion, it's a serious deal. And some people at the church in Corinth weren't doing it rightly. And I think mainly it says they weren't discerning the body properly. I think that probably means the body. I think they were being selfish. I think they were not caring about the poor. And as a result, some of them got sick. And some of them even died. And you might say, oh, okay, well, that's the devil stepping in with his, well, kind of, sort of, maybe. 
But what does Paul tell him the real reason is? In 1 Corinthians 11, he says, Some of you are sick and some of you are dead so that you won't be condemned with the world. You know, if, if God forbid this, but if we're ever on a path and we're going the wrong way and we're, he's calling us back, he's calling us back, we're not listening, we're not listening. We're, he might let you get sick to try and get your attention. He might even mercifully let you die so that you don't destroy yourself. You know, if, if you die to avoid hell, that's a really good trade, you know. Uh, hopefully we're attentive enough to God that we'll turn back long before that has to happen. But once again, he's got his purposes and his designs that we just don't know. We don't know whether blessing will lead us to God or make us proud and turn us away from God. You know, we don't know how much of this world we can handle before we might turn our backs on him. You know, so God's really kind in some seemingly unkind ways sometimes. Uh, and then uh, Moses, when he met God in the burning bush and God gave him a commission, said, I want you to go speak to Pharaoh. And Moses said, oh, I can't do that. You know, I, I can't speak. And God says, whoa, 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 you're right. You can't. But remember this. You know, who, this one you almost want to just read verbatim because otherwise you probably wouldn't believe it if it wasn't in the Bible. You know, God answers, um, who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? So, you know, you think of uh, Jesus healing a woman one time and it says, you know, this woman was afflicted for 18 years, you know, this daughter of Abraham has been afflicted by the devil. That's why she had her problem. The devil came in and afflicted her. Absolutely true. We need to wage war against the devil in all of his ways. Every, every evil thing he's trying to bring on people, stand against it. But we need to realize that there's someone bigger than him who is ultimately in charge, you know? If someone's seeing, it's because God has blessed you with sight. If someone's blind... At the end of the line, there might be a lot of reasons, but at the end of the line, it's God has allowed for that person to be blind. And he always is up to something good. You know, Jesus healed the blind man in John 9. And of course, the apostles, they weren't on Jesus' level. They're looking at this and saying, oh, blind? Hmm. Let's see, we know why that would be. There's only one of two reasons. Either he's sinned or his parents have sinned. And Jesus says, uh, wrong? You guys don't really know much about how the world works here, you know? The reason he's blind is God wants to show my glory through this. So Jesus comes on the scene and says, all right, my glory is going to be on display here through